He's the owner of the most educated feet in professional wrestling. Some would call him the professor. Some might call him infamous. We call him the host of the show. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? It's time for the Undisputed Podcast with Bobby Fish. Here we are live, or not live, in living color. We got the mute man, D. Scott, and we got the man who puts the F.U. in funny, Mr. Bobby Jack Fish. How about the F U and F U? <laughs> yeah. A fan of the F U, none other than the filthy one himself, Tom Liggity Lawler. Thank you, Bobby. Yeah. Great intro. History, history is being made, folks, because the Tom filthy barely one barely recognized me. Well, no, he is a first-time, three-time guest. Oh, am I? Am he has first made. ever. You're he is the tray. He is the tray. Do we have a, a a repeat other than Tom? Is Tom the first two-time and three-time? Yes, um, I think so. I think no. So. Who um? Who else revisited? Oh All my right. God! Why can't and, I? Think? And the king of free time. Matt yeah. Taven. Matt Matt Taven. Oh, Taven was on twice, was he? Yes. Really? Taven was on twice. Oh, right. He, I mean, he was on for uh, Jay. The Jay one, too. Yep. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's you and Taven, Tom. But now you've eclipsed Taven. I'll have to let him know. Yeah, let's see what he's got. Tell him to step up to yeah. the plate. I want to see... <laughs> I want to see 48 appearances. Yeah. yeah. Oh, step David. up to my face. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Dickhead. Wait, what? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Mm. I got excited. It's all that, that testosterone now that you shaved your head. Yeah. Everybody knows that, that raises your testosterone level by 20 points. Yeah. And now you're all ornery over yeah. there. Yeah, I'm all ornery. I'm I'm hot and bothered. Or gassy. <laughs> yeah. No, not gassy, Frank. Not gassy. Not gassy. Well, you've been a bald man for a lot longer than I have. So Years. Maybe, maybe that's foreshadowing. So I should expect gas in my future. Yes. Yes. Let's just cut to the chase. Okay. Let's get down. Let's get down to brass tacks. All right. We- a lot to cover here in a short little window. And I want you to digress okay. and get, get crazy on us. Well, then cut to the goddamn chase here, Frank. <laughs> Let's dive into the big weekend's pay-per-view. You know it as the Forbidden Door. Oh. I call the Forbidden Door, yeah. Did you watch any of it? We know Tom was there. Tom was there. Tom Live in the color. Live. I, wa- I-, I watched it as well. all right all right so uh i mean just uh touch on it a little bit so cole didn't even make it correct oh uh, like i don't think he got out of bed i i i believe from what uh tony khan said and this was the a you know a short notice fight put together uh by the matchmakers by tony khan on Friday at Rampage uh, against Adam Cole. That was set to take place at Forbidden Door 2. I believe, based on what Tony Khan said at the press conference, Adam Cole showed up at the arena and had what they believe was the flu. 
and was sent home. So I know he was at a. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe. Well, it. he was at a Comic Con over the weekend in Washington, and if I know anything about going to one of those Comic Cons, you've got to imagine there's a lot of germs floating around there. A lot of a lot of people who don't necessarily take their hygiene, uh, you know seriously and uh, i'm not surprised that adam cole ended up sick hanging out with comic book fans cut the only nerds yeah i mean even wrestling fans have it in their right to just bury comic book fans i think he was abducted by furries because they (laughs) hang out they have their own cons as in conventions and uh there was probably one nearby and uh <clears throat> yeah cole was abducted oh. by not aliens birds in in uh seattle or wherever he was i think that that's not you don't even need a convention i think it's probably no. just a common place to see some furries on the street yeah starbucks in seattle starbucks they're Tom, ducking you. Let's be honest. I think he was ducking you. It is possible. Was, it is possible because I Bobby, I remember, I remember back in 2014 when I showed up oh, at yes. Manhattan Center to corner you and Kyle O'Reilly yes, when you defeated you the Young yes, Bucks you at the War of the Worlds. There was the a young guy. Sucks. <laughs> there was a guy the by the name of Adam sucks. Cole taking yep. pictures with me. Yeah, asking for my asking for my autograph. What a douche! And now he, I think he knows what what's coming. Douche. to him. You know what, Frank? I don't even want him to leave AEW and go back to WWE with me. I don't want him. I wouldn't talk him into. I don't. That. I don't want him either. I don't want him either. I don't want him. No. I don't want him. And he's out for Thanksgiving. Like we, him and Britt were supposed to come over for Thanksgiving dinner, and Mrs. Fish was gonna make uh, her delicious um, vegan turkey, and uh, now they're uninvited. Keep it, keep it in Pittsburgh or wherever you two (laughs) plan on hanging out. Now where they live, Pittsburgh friends. no. Yeah, I don't think you could pay me to live in Pittsburgh. I mean, it, you could, no. but it would have to be a it's lot a, of money. It, it's a dump. It's yeah. a dump. It's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a dump. Yeah. Would you have well, a different haircut if you lived in Pittsburgh? Would you? I mean, to be honest, the chemicals and smoke in the air would probably uh, lead me to have the same haircut as you, but not, oh. not based on choice. Right. Probably fry my hair off from all the chemicals. Okay, and from Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, mm. just in the air. Mm. I had Remember no idea you had ago? such a bone to pick with Pittsburgh. It's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe I'm ornery I, too from your your uh, <laughs> shaving your head. Did you say ornery or horny? <laughs> maybe both. Yeah. All yeah, right. Anyway, right. so Forbidden Door, unfortunately for you, filthy Tom yeah. Lawler doesn't get to go out and perform. That sucks. Sucks. Not only uh, that, I, I pre-ordered the video game, AEW Fight Forever. Oh. And I got to wait three days 
for it to come out. There's other people playing it, beating up Adam Cole right now, and I can't oh, even do it on the video game. Oh, that's no. Cool. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm done with that. That was the most high one of the highly anticipated matches on the card. That is a fact. Fan once fans heard it, they're like, "That's the match you want to see." That's I not that's, that's no BS. About that, but nah, I that's if you <laughs> I watch, think to get one back on him. And I gotta say this quietly because I don't want to anger Mrs. Fish, but I think you should beat your meat and call it Adam Cole. <laughs> is that no? Okay, maybe not. Maybe I'm pretty sure Premier Network probably you know doesn't approve. <laughs> Sean, I couldn't Sean not Sons go yet? there, Frank. I couldn't not go there. What's that? You talking about Sean Stasiak? Is Sean Stasiak <laughs> in the house? Yeah. Meat. meat, right? Yeah. Yeah. That meat. I was. I was. That's a throwback name. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I saw you though. You and Homeboy. Um, and he looks different. He kind of looks like you, but bigger, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys jumped. Uh, you um, you put the boots to Mister Cole. Yeah, we beat him up a little bit, and then uh, yeah, we just gave him a little again. taste. A little but, taste. Yeah, I don't he like. He he decided he had COVID. <laughs> Let Let's be real. That show. I don't know if it needed another match. I mean, it was five and a half <laughs> no, hours. It, Five and a half hours as it was. And yeah. uh okay. Was I, it mean, good? Some of the best... I don't know. I didn't see it. Oh, I mean really? I, best... okay, I don't know, Frank. Go I've seen no, go ahead, Tom. Please finish because I keep interrupting because I'm an asshole. There were uh obviously Omega and Osprey is the match that everybody's yes. talking about. Uh as you imagine. Yeah, as you'd imagine, one of the best matches of the year. Uh, yeah. along with their other match. And awesome. uh, the other big talking point from that match is the Tiger Driver 91 that uh, Omega took right on his head. And I'll tell you what, I'm not signing up to take that bump. I saw a picture <laughs> of that. I saw a picture Just... of that on, on Will's Instagram. And <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I've gone back a... and I've watched the uh, Masabo ones that he did, and none of them even compare to the brutality of this one. This is the worst one. Really? I fo- yeah. I mean, wow. man, I had to go back and look at one of these, you know, Joshi matches from like the right. early 90s where they were just killing each other, but yeah, uh, it, it looked pretty rough <laughs> there. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. Well, now I might have to try to find a clip somewhere or the match. I mean, I'd love to see the match. Good match. It was a good match. I've seen clips oh, of the you match. Saw it? Okay. Well, you saw clips, so then you don't know. I get the gist of the match. By, yeah, by watching. no, that's bullshit, Frank. That that's bullshit. Unless you see it start to finish, your opinion doesn't count, and that counts for the trolls on Twitter too. If you don't see the whole thing. Shut the fuck up. Did you see it? I, I didn't. I did not. So that's why like, I'm sparing uh, the audience and both of you my opinion on it because I don't have one. Bobby, would you yes. imagine would you imagine that uh, 
Okada and uh, Brian Danielson would have a spectacular match if they faced off. I would, <clears throat> yeah, I I would expect that one to be near the top uh, star getters. Let's call it. Yeah, it was a about what you'd expect. I guess the only the only downside is you're dealing with a, a show that's like five and a half hours into it by the oh, time they yeah. reach the end of their their match. So uh, it's always and then following Omega and Osprey, yeah, it's also tough. Uh, but like the thing to me about this show, and I guess the the one last year as well, is that uh, it doesn't feel like it didn't feel like a necessarily an AEW show. It didn't feel like okay. a New Japan show. It certainly didn't feel like a WWE show. Uh, right. You know, it, it felt like a combination, I guess, of a New Japan and an AEW show. And uh, so I think is that that's a good weird. thing or a bad thing. Well, I think it's cool. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, the WWE shows have like a certain flavor and format and feel to them. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, they do it better than anybody else can. Uh, that I, to me, the AEW shows have a certain feel and certain uh pace to them that's different than the uh-huh. WWE. So, same thing with New Japan, and to me, like this show felt like you know, not necessarily like any of those that I mentioned before, but like, more like a combination uh of AEW and New Japan, which is exactly what it was. So, mm-hmm. I think it, it shows that well, you can have all these to them, yeah, you can have different. <clears throat> variations on essentially the same format or style of wrestling and uh and cater it to yeah. different audiences uh and yeah. you know not overstay your welcome like every if, if every pay-per-view was new japan versus uh aew yes yes must no longer special yep yeah yep. exactly I and uh, i think that doing this one time a year is just uh i think it's beneficial for both companies and uh yeah i i really like the show okay awesome i mean i think it's great i i I think that like on that merit alone uh it hopefully continues because that that's fantastic and now if everybody goes to their separate you know companies and then goes on with their booking and they have good long-term storytelling and then come back and do it again next year. I'm not mad at that at all. I mean, that sounds fantastic. Or even if you wanted to cut it a little bit short and do it twice a year, like I think I could, I could deal with that too. Um, Yeah. Eventually one one a year does feel way special. One a year feels way special. I don't know. I just, there's some people are, we live in a society that's just so instant gratification at this point that it's like, you know, the to have patience, I, I think it's kind of like, I don't know. There's some divinity to that. Like be patient, you know, you don't have to have it today. Like there's a lot of good shit in this world that you got to be patient for. And I think that's a lesson, you know, people need sometimes. Yeah, like, I mean, sure, you could run Okada against Moxley, like, this week, right? Mm -hmm. But then it kind of takes away from what we just saw. Uh, It would take away from, you know, what they have coming up in the future. So, you know, like, matches, there's so many big matches that they could have between their rosters that you could elongate this for, like, 
10 years right now just well, based on it's, who it's, it, to me it's has. the difference between you know knowing how to book and booking with uh, a view on the long game and not not just the short game because you should have a, a little piece of both in my opinion more long than short but there should be some short in there as well and that's okay um but i think like what you see play out uh, like we've all been on those indie shows where it's a tournament and there's 27 matches um every match because the booker doesn't really have control over his roster because there's like these independent companies you know guys are given 12 minutes and they take 16 guys are given eight minutes and they they take 10 all that adds up and then next thing you know it's 2 a.m you're on match number nine and like i said you you've still got to get to 13 and the crowd gets burnt out the the performers are burnt out um some of the things that this business was founded upon you know like the the match order and not giving away things too soon they get all that stuff gets trampled on so by the time you do get to the okada danielson match like yeah everybody from production to the guy selling popcorn is burnt out yeah and it's a testament to those guys that you know they didn't lose the crowd uh well and and it's it's an it, it you know and i don't want to stir up any shit here but it's also <clears throat> it's inconsiderate and it's kind of a to me a, a little bit of a disrespect by anybody who came before them in a match that went over and that took more than they were supposed to because you're making it and and that was stuff that you know, before we came up, when this business truly was, you know, feeding families and different things had to be, um, you know, rules had to be followed. Um, you know, people didn't do that. And they didn't do it because if they did do it, they didn't come back. Mm-hmm. There's no checks and balances in pro wrestling that are like that nowadays. You know, and when the inmates to any varying degree are running the asylum and let's face it like i'm an inmate you're an inmate like we you know that's but it's not it's it you know it's rarely good it's rarely good for business yeah this show uh like being in the back you know you have uh you can see the times written on the uh sheet and like i don't know that necessarily anybody even went over on this show, like I said, five and a half right. hours, but there's 13 matches. You yeah, know what I mean? And, it's just a and lot, when you have, man. When, yeah. And when you have guys like that are at such a high level, uh, yeah. you know, like some of the guys are, you don't want to shortchange them. Um, yeah. So, you know, there, there were multiple, like the main event and uh, Omega and Osprey were both 30 plus minutes. You know what and I mean? How and could they not be? be? Yeah, neither one like overstayed their welcome. So, um, yeah. you know, I guess that's kind of just what you deal with when you're dealing with like a super card, right? Like, yeah, the fans know yeah. what they're getting into. That's uh, a good point. Yeah. So, 
they sit down for a marathon, not not a sprint, you know. So that that's understood, and it's also I think kind of a catch twenty two from a Booker standpoint. Like, you know, that's a tough one, and I, I give uh, Tony Khan, Gato, whoever it is, you know, credit for being able to come together and come to agreements as far as you know what I'm saying come to agreements and work together. Yeah. Um, like I had no clue who was winning the main event, mm-hmm. you know, good. Like good. Well, usually you have an idea. Good. Well, and you know, we know it wasn't Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that going, we knew that before it wasn't going to be him. Yeah. We knew that all the way back in Britsburg. <laughs> I feel like I'm betraying Cole right now. I don't it sounds it sounds like them. it. No, it sounds like there's there's dissension in the ranks. I love like... him, but you got it. Like, listen, look at my head. I love him, but think of the head of hair that he has, and now look at me. How can <laughs> no, I? How jealous. can I? How can? Yeah, it's jealousy. I'm, jealousy I'm, and envy. Yeah, Bobby, you had a good head. You had a good head of hair. Now you just have a good head. <laughs> yeah. Well. I think I You're the headmaster, Bobby Fish. <laughs> the dickhead. Just the dickhead. <laughs> the, the, the bell end, right? Or the bell, the knob end? But I don't know. No, but yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Bell, bell end. end. Yeah, I don't bell know. end. I've got, a, I've got a trip to London in a few weeks, so I'll, oh. I'll, report, I'll report back to you on what the proper nomenclature is <laughs> uh, speaking of back. which yeah tom what do you got going on so you had forbidden door uh, uh, the unfortunate kind of. circumstances surrounding it didn't happen I, um I got locked what out do got, what do you got yeah i mean what, what do you got going on what's going on oh uh, well on uh july 4th and 5th there is a uh <clears throat> a tour taking place featuring some of the the old school uh, New Japan strong guys that uh, okay. were were back in the the doldrums. The uh, what would it be? Are we talking about the COVID days? Yeah, the COVID okay. days. I'm trying to think of the place that we wrestled at. It was a Port right. Port Wainimi, uh TV studio. Um, this was in Japan. No, this no. was in Port California. Wainimi, California. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, but uh, they've poached some of the guys from uh, that era uh, and myself, uh, Jarrell Nelson, Royce Isaacs, Kratos. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Alex Zane. Uh, okay. And some of the other gentlemen are going sure. over for the 4th and 5th of July to Corkin Hall for Independence Day, New Japan Strong Independence Day, <laughs> where I will be yeah. – Taking on a uh, TMDK's Young Lion Kosei Fujita one night, okay. and the next night okay. I will wrestle against the DKC uh, Tomohiro Ishii, New Japan's wow. other Tom, and Hiroshi Tanahashi in a six man. Wow, you got a full schedule going on. Yeah, over there. that's pretty exciting, okay. Bobby. That's cool. I yeah. love going to Japan. I love going shopping at Totacon, like one of my favorite yeah. places on the planet. But, but what's even <laughs> but. possibly more exciting, but even maybe even more exciting, Is. because I never thought this day would come. Uh-huh. But I'm headlining 
Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Oh. At the Gathering of the Juggalos nice. on the 7th of July in an exploding electrified cage match. As it will be. <laughs> okay. Will, yes, that's correct. It'll be uh, okay. Joshua Bishop, Joey Janela, Matthew Justice, and myself vying okay. for Vampiro's. <laughs> Vampiro's very own JCW world title. He will be retiring and presenting his belt to the winner. Okay. Um, I had a show recently uh, that Violent J was on. And, oh, the uh, one in Orlando. Yes. And, awesome and he let me know that I was in that match. <laughs> and that what? he would be in touch. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, okay, an exploding cage match. Uh, hmm, I, I don't know. Um, and then he never back to you? No, no. <laughs> Which is fine. But, uh, yeah, I don't, there was some miscommunication. <laughs> did, you, did you just say that's fine? But, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Are you a juggalo, Bobby? No, I'm not. I mean, oh, a jiggle, a jiggle. I mean, I'm, I'm a not saying I wouldn't be. I just don't even know what it entails. Like, do I have to kill anybody or what? No, you don't have to do anything. Do I have to shave my head? Because I think they're I pretty will. accepting. I think <laughs> I will, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's uh, that's good. So you're go- well, now. If you win the title. You will obviously have to go to the gathering of juggalos, I, which I look forward to. You know who? Else, yeah. You know who's there this year? Anley and Ant Farm, uh, Arrested Development. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, I do. Tennessee, I do. Tennessee, 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 Tennessee. Tennessee has to be there, right? right? I mean, they. I'm not quite sure. Doesn't make any sense. Speaking of clowns, have you seen the latest episode of uh, Dark Side of the Ring? No, but I definitely Frank, will. I was on. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was on the road uh, yeah. while it came I, I, out. I, I, but... I, I, yeah, I watched a few. So I watched Candido, and my wife and I watched Candido and uh, Sunny. Um, then the next one, I think I watched by myself, and it was. Um, uh what's the grams the grams no no, i did Uh, watch that one too but the other one um, magnum ta i watched the magnum ta one and then i watched the grams the grams one was actually that was awesome no i didn't know that whole story do you know that dom uh uh, no no, i know there was some mike graham and yes uh i believe suicide and it's like five generations yeah. of males, patriarchs, basically, in that family. Other than one, I think one was Mike Graham's son. Um, uh-huh. No, Mike's, all, Mike's all son did it suicide. too. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying patriarch was, you know. Oh, I, I got you. So, got like, that. he was young. He, did, yeah. he didn't have children yet. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just, just crazy to think. And, and you hear – yeah, and every and even a great grandfather, I think that went back was like the first one that started the trend, and it's just nuts that that you know Wild. continued. 
for five, for that many generations, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm no psychologist, obviously. So who knows? But like, yeah, that's crazy. When you grow up and know that that's the history of your family, does is that just make it acceptable as an option? I I don't know. It's pretty scary. I mean, it's I just crazy to think. Yeah, it's just crazy well, thinking. Like, go, go ahead, keep going. Sorry. Well, you think about like the Von Erichs is a story that everybody knows, you yeah. know, but this one is even more um, repetitious, let's say, you know, like almost the same exact thing, generation yeah. after generation. Like the Von Erichs, like, there was a, ooh, there was a sickness, right? There was like the. Yeah. God. And I mean, there was, you know, there was just craziness, you know, one of them almost died in Japan. Yes. Well, one of them did die in Japan. Uh, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. David. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. How, how was the doink one? How was the Matt Bourne one? I didn't see it. Frank, Frank uh, could uh, fill you in on that. It's depressing to see how great Matt Bourne could have done, could have been. I mean, he was good, but man, he is the quintessential guy whose demons just got the best of him. Like he had it made with that doink character and he messed up, and Vince said, "I, I can't have you here anymore because you're just a mess. Out. You're, you're a mess." And he, the guy, literally died with nothing. He arguably had one of the greatest characters, and he, he was Everybody making. Everybody remembers Doink. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I actually have a uh, a five disc set from IVP Videos, five discs of Doink. <laughs> How do you get five? I you can't get five discs out of my career. <laughs> I I don't even know. It must be like four or five years ago for Christmas. I don't know why I even tweeted this, but I was like, all I want for Christmas is a doink compilation. Like all I want under my tree is a doink compilation. And IVP videos, I wake up and Santa and brought it. Morning, five discs he put together five that's discs a, of doink and about the first you hour tell me you don't believe in santa <laughs> i believe in doink now yeah uh, doink and xanta perhaps yeah. xanta claus i don't know the holiday season in japan is generally marked with uh tokyo dome show i think you know, uh, a little filthy action. doink, little filthy doink, the clown. I, I would, I would absolutely love to take the doink, the clown gimmick to lower heights than it's ever been before. Uh, <laughs> to new the, the lows. First, like, the first hour is just doink, Matt Bourne, doink doing uh, like pranks on people, like really low level pranks where he's just dying laughing. He's costing people <laughs> matches. He's putting out like a trip wire and then tripping the guy when they're getting out of the ring. It's just ridiculous. And yeah. then the next two hours is Matt Bourne doing amateur wrestling takedowns, beating people up on the ground. Cause the guy could go. Cause yeah, he could go. Outfit. Yeah. And I'm, I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. But then, you yeah. know, after a short time, you know, like you said, it's demons got the best of them. I gotta, yeah. I gotta watch that uh, dark side of the ring. That's the one I've been looking forward to the most. And just, yeah, just, yeah, just like Adam Cole, I couldn't get my hands on it. Nope. Yeah, I think nope. we can all agree, though. Adam Cole, baby, is ducking the filthy one. And he's, he's probably 
ducking doink too. Can you duck doink? It doink dink. Can you can you duck a doink? I don't think you I don't know. Lower. I don't know if it's advisable to duck a doink. <laughs> Did you learn that in the UFC? You gotta roll the hook. That's it, that is definitely an illegal move. You cannot duck a doink in the UFC. Yeah, it comes right after checking a guy's that. oil. I don't allow that one. It comes right after you check somebody's oil. All right, let's finish up with this. Okay. Who's going to be bigger in five years? MJF or L.A. Knight? Uh, <laughs> so, Tom, well. I got to I got to set the table here before you sit down. And <laughs> Frank has a crush. Frank has a crush on one of those two. Just gotta let you know, Frank and him and this person are, you know, they've been in contact on Tinder and uh, <laughs> they they met on Bumble. <laughs> I'm booby, I'm booby. Yeah, but uh, yeah, go ahead now. Now feel free to answer Frank's question, Tom. <laughs> MJF. Oh, hey now. Okay. No, Bobber. I'm- I'm I'm gonna I I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree. Yeah. Can I we think, hear the reason uh, why? Or are we gonna? Uh, well, I, <laughs> Frank mine has been eight. singing That's such mine. high. Frank has sung such high praises of uh, L.A. Knight, A.K.A. Eli Drake. He's awesome. Um, he yeah, and I'm I'm like quietly, much to my chagrin, becoming a fan. <laughs> <laughs> like I, he is he's damn good and he checks a lot of the pro wrestling boxes man and so the thing that won me over the most not that i needed to be won over i just wasn't like up to speed i wasn't very familiar but seeing him on smackdown his athleticism has jumped yeah. off the page to me like yeah. i figured he was a decent athlete but like we're talking um Vertical leap to the top rope. Yeah, you'll you'll run across the ring, then jump up to the top rope and do a superplex. Yes. And I'm like, where did this come from? I've seen yeah. him do like springboard moves that I've never yeah. seen him do before, and then he's just yeah. got some weird, some weird neck breaker finish. But <laughs> he's he broke just, out all this crazy yeah. stuff over the past few months. I appreciate it. I just, I you know, I did not. No, he had those kind of athletic chops, and uh, yeah, I'm with you. good for him. Good for him, and I see why Frank is in love. Yeah, well, Frank, <laughs> let, me, let me say this though: Could you see? And I'm not saying that everybody even needs to be able to do this because in the history of wrestling, you surely have not needed to do this to be successful. But I couldn't see LA Knight having a 60 minute match with anyone you know, like MJF has been able to. And really just just the only I mean, LA Knight's biggest downside is unfortunately the same one we're dealing with, Bobby. Age. Uh, <laughs> that is true. Age. I mean amongst other things on right. Right. But we don't Father you know, Time. We don't. Father Time gets us all, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. He's undefeated, they say. Jobs for nobody. Yeah. Well, I'm going to punch him right in the face. I'm going to kick him. I'm going to kick Father Time. But MJF, I mean, he he is the the flagship. 
he when he that music hits, the crowd rises, and he's got them in the palm of his hands. That's he's a made man. Frank, you can't have a crush on two guys. <laughs> I'm just called by a scene, Broski. I mean, if LA Knight's wife, more my type. I would agree with that. Like, is really gonna start to like I think I hear her calling a lawyer now. My wife? Yeah. Or your wife? No, your wife. That was my washer dryer. Yeah. <laughs> my wife doesn't think I'm leaving her for another wrestler. Your wife hears you down in the basement singing the praises of yeah. two guys, two guys that are only known by their initials. I don't know. It sounds seedy. It's, it sounds Say it with me. Illegal. Illegal. M. L. A. See what I did there? I combined them. Let's finish with this because Tom's got some shards. Some business. Yes. Yeah, I've got a solar estimate. All right. Next, next year, Forbidden Door 3, what's going to be the main event? Adam Cole, Tom Waller. You betcha. Uh, am I trying to win this competition? Because that wouldn't be my answer if I am. Uh, um, okay. Tom Lawler, um, Britt Baker. <laughs> you know, how much am I making? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm losing that. Not one. A... <laughs> I'm dropping out. I'm dropping out of that one too. So, yeah. uh, you know what? Well, I don't know. Kenta wasn't getting enough money either. So, hey, that's a good point. You know, maybe Tom Lawler, Kenta. I wouldn't. I'd sign up for that. I think he's ducking me too. He's ducking me. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Can you? Well, I maybe you need to change your name to Doink Lawler because you can't duck a (laughs) doink. (laughs) We just we just covered this. Can't duck a doink. If I can get away with it, I'm down. I like it. Filthy Doink Lawler. (laughs) Filthy Doink Lawler. Oh, that's great. I crack myself up. I really do. All right, Tom. Well, off to uh, sit sit down and shower. listen to some numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> off to solar power. Well, good luck. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully, uh, yeah. maybe we get approved this time. Been working okay. on redoing my credit for a while, so. Aye, aye. Okay, and still in Wish Phoenix, yeah. Still uh, Vegas. Close enough. Vegas. Ah, okay, yeah, close enough. The Southwest yes. Strangler. <laughs> Ask <Good> ICP. <laughs> yes, good luck with the Juggalos. Electrified cage match. Anything goes for the, the championship. Yes. And then New Japan July Strong 7th. before that. July 7th, Cork and Hall, New Japan Strong. Rev Pro mm-hmm. on July 9th. And uh, that's about it. I'll probably be back on before then. Got to, got to get on. Got to get the lead over <laughs> Matt Taven. Build it up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Taven's coming hot. Taven's yeah. coming hot. Yeah. We'll have to get Taven back on. I don't know. Hey. All right. Well, I, you know, just like a little friendly competition. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're, guys. you're in the lead by two at this point. Man. On that note, Frank. Yeah. Here we are, face to face. Yeah, a couple of sil- a couple of silver spoons. Yeah, this is awkward now. Here we are. 
Dennis is someplace around here. I don't know where he is. I think he's in, <laughs> he's, he's in the, uh, yeah, the air there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we, we, we covered a lot of ground, a lot of tomfoolery in this episode. With it, yeah, there was quite a bit. I mean, is there any business to uh, to conduct here? We've got the uh, Money in the Bank this Saturday in London. Yes, the, the O2 Battle. Arena. The O2 yes. Arena. Yeah. And um, nobody puts a PPV on. Actually, I have a pay-per-view anymore. It's a, it's a paid event. What are they, what are they called these days? A like premium the live w- event. A PLV. premium live event. Yes, a premium yeah. live event like the so, WWE. Corey Graves and Becky Lynch were discussing uh, on his podcast the PPV to PLV uh, vernacular and whatnot. Um, so it's interesting because I was literally just listening to that today, uh, bringing my daughter to jujitsu. Um because Corey's podcast is one of the only podcasts that I listen to that I know, like the language is PC and it's like fit, you know, for the most part for a 10 year old. Um, but they, uh, they talked about that specific vernacular. And I will also say this, like Becky Lynch came across and I don't know her really that well. Um, I don't know her well at all, but every time I've ever spoken to her, she's always been pleasant. Same sort of thing for her husband, Seth, uh, Rollins, Colby, um, Tyler Black, whatever you want to call him. I, I think in pro wrestling, like you, you, how you meet people is the name you kind of call them by or stick with. So like Tyler Black is when I talk to you guys, I don't know. I would call him Tyler when I see him, I think, or maybe Seth, I, I don't know. Anyway, Point being this, Becky Lynch came off as like a tr- truly very, very humble person. Um, I, I The interview, like, um, I don't know. It just, I, I was impressed with her um, candidness and her humbleness. And there was a section, you would have liked this, Frank, where they talked about the importance of Dusty Rhodes because Corey and Becky crossed paths shared time in NXT when Dusty was, was still there and in a little, little piece of personal for me, um, you know, when I went to uh, what was FCW at the time, like I had a, a week there and I, I dealt with Dusty firsthand for a couple of those days. And the experience was, you know, it was incredible and very, even in that brief encounter I had with him, like I could see much of what they talked about. Um, and to hear him talked about with such reverence by, you know, respected opinions within world wrestling entertainment, like Corey Graves, like Becky Lynch. I'm sure it's a similar sentiment from her husband, Seth or Tyler, or Colby, whatever you want to call I them. think it would behoove us if you didn't tell the Dusty Rhodes story. It's probably one of my favorites. Which one? The one, I th- I think it was your first tryout. Yes. Where you were nailing, well, you could take it from, you're nailing, you were nailing the Ingram stuff, but you had some opportunities. Yes, with- 100%. And this is exactly what I thought about today, but I don't want to make it about me. 
You know what I mean? This is something that like, I think that that's what people do way too often. My wife has actually helped me to see that that is something that I've done many times. Somebody will tell something or a story or whatever. And then immediately the way that you relate to it is to tell a story about you. And it, it like, it's kind of impolite. It's, it's kind yeah. of like, okay, enough about your story. Let's talk about me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at the risk of, of that, a little bit. Um, I'll give the shortened version, but like um, my uh, experience with Dusty was at a tryout around the same time. Um, I was nailing the in ring. I feel like, you know, everything was going well. And then promo day came up and um, I, I didn't nail it, you know, like, I, and I had everything set. And, you know, at that time in my career, I was doing a good amount of promoing and, you know, um, I don't want to disappoint anybody out there, but I can generally, you know, pretty good talker and stuff. And uh, it just wasn't there that day. And Dusty took time out of his personal time the following day and set up uh, time for he and I to get in front of a camera and him to give me direction. We, we spent like hour and a half, two hours on a Sunday. Um and getting something that, that I was comfortable with and, and that he agreed was, was good to be sent into the office. And he did not have to do any of it. You know, he truly didn't. And um, it was my honor at one point to share that story. I know I shared it with Dustin. Um, I believe I had probably told Cody about that at some point. But yeah, I mean, Dusty Rhodes, just one of a kind. And, and to hear Becky and Corey talk about him today in the way that, like, you know, as as kids there, they're coming in as, you know, kids, and this is a different time in their lives, but, like, they felt, you know, they, they just felt seen and heard by the man, and they felt, you know, like, love from him. And that's, I don't want to be corny about it, but, like, that's that's important especially when you're chasing this dream and, and it's, it's a lot more no's than yes. He was their kids. He was their, not their biological kids, no, but they were but their kids. That was very much the sentiment that they, they talked about was, was very much that that was how they felt in his presence. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, even like Becky told a, a story about the last words that she had heard from Dusty because he he passed not long after this, but was something and they were, you know, but it, it speaks to the rapport that existed between them and that like way that like family can talk to family in a way that other people can't. And it's just kind of accepted and it's, it's comical. But one of the, I guess the last thing he may have said to her was like, okay, well, uh, shut up, Becky, or something <laughs> along those lines. But it was all just in a, in like, a, in just a, a loving, man. like there's love there. If not, that doesn't get taken the right way, you know? So and I think it speaks volumes that uh, Triple H recognizes the value of Dusty Rhodes and puts him in developmental to groom the future of, of business. Yeah. Well, he was a special man, um, and I experienced just a glimpse of that firsthand. Um, but 
the you know all of these retelling of the stories that match or have similarities etc like these people can't be wrong they can't be lying like you know and, and he did understand the business in a way that you know uh like you talked about Heyman a couple of weeks ago having this ability to 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 take the business in and see it in a, in a special way and dusty's same kind of thing for sure and you hear so many people uh that are big names in wwe right now and and other places um you know sing the praises of dusty Rhodes. and all you gotta do is go back and watch the man's career holy shit and even that goes back to like the grams um that yeah, was part that. of the grams right and and it was like um not mike graham but his father um eddie graham eddie graham Dusty was his guy and, and he felt like he kind of, and, and I don't know this firsthand because I wasn't alive then. Um, Be uh, despite popular belief, (laughs) Um, but like he, Dusty, it seemed to me in that documentary that like Eddie Graham felt at least like he kind of made Dusty and then Dusty left. Now, what the truth of that matter is, I don't know. Um, You know, maybe nobody actually knows. But, um, yeah, just interesting. Just interesting, especially to see the way things went. um, And to know that the Grams, the name, has kind of stood the, the test of time in wrestling circles as far as, you know, being one of the families like yeah, it's, it's just interesting and that's what those dark sides of the ring are for me you know i'm not here for the dirt really not right. I don't like that part of it but I do enjoy the history and, and and connecting the dots between like dusty Rhodes, eddie graham um you know even you go back magnum to TA. yeah magnum ta but you go to like Madison Square Garden, Dusty Rose versus Superstar Billy Graham. Like, you don't necessarily put those two entities together right away. You know, if I right. think about, like, opponents with Dusty Rhodes, I think about, like, the Bunkhouse Stampede. I think about War Games. I think about Ric Flair, uh, Harley Race. You know, I don't, I don't think about Superstar Billy Graham, but yet – that was and if i'm thinking of it chronologically that's when eddie graham was really putting the the push behind dusty or at least that is what preceded the madison square garden match with uh with superstar billy graham i believe that was the start and it got to the early 80s and i want to say i'm probably wrong but he beat harley race and the people are storming this it was a, a ring, but it was like the Florida Civic Center that probably held 1,500 people, but mm-hmm. it, they, they seemed like it was 5,000, 50,000 people in the place. I think it's you know, that mid, mid-Florida Civic Center or something like that. Mid- yes. Florida Civic Center. Um, yeah. I mean, championship wrestling from Florida appears to have been like an institution in, in the history of, of – uh, that era of of wrestling um and it it eventually you know was part of the stuff that birthed um 
NWA Crockett years, you know, like as we knew them. And, and we've talked about this before at length, like that's the stuff that really, you know, truly captured my imagination. And, and I really cut my teeth on as a, as a fan. Um, and you had like kind of the conglomeration and coming together of like mid Atlantic and oh, what was Cornette's that came after it, but Smoky Mountain, but you had like Mid-Atlantic, you had Florida Georgia Championship Jam. Wrestling, Georgia yeah, Championship Georgia. Wrestling. Um, you had the Crockett's and the Carolinas and, and it all just kind of came together. And next thing you know, there was that alternative to WWF. Um, and then, you know, it's interesting to think like then because of what Vince was doing behind the scenes at that time, um nobody could really uh oppose it right so ted turner threw his hat in the ring no pun intended but because for no real other reason than that he had the funds to to do so and it's interesting the way that history yeah kind of repeats itself i mean tony khan is a wrestling fan, period. That you know, I mean, he's a, a professional sports team owner and son of, and blah blah blah, all that stuff. But really, nobody was able to oppose Vince in the modern era. And the the guy that does, it's you know, Tony Khan was the first one to put up some opposition. And I don't know what his portfolio looks like compared to Ted Turner's. I don't, I'm not, you know, way above my pay grade, but um, yeah, it takes, it takes cash. And to be fair, the, the production that he puts through AEW, it's, dare I say it's top notch for the most part. You're, oh, you're, on, a, you're, on, a, you're on a, you're on a major network. On a great time slot, Wednesday, eight o'clock. You've got a Saturday show. You got a Friday show. One hundred percent, the man is spending money. <laughs> Nobody can ever say that he wasn't spending money when it comes to the production, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Where he won't spend money is on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. It's been well. It's, it's, it's been well done. <laughs> I mean, it just is what it is, and that's. But that's here's a fun fact, though. That's where we didn't agree, you know. So, no. So here's up. a fun fact, though. Vince had the Four Horsemen in the WWE at one point. He had Flair. He had the Brainbusters. He had JJ, and he had uh, Barry Windham. Barry Windham? All, all different at the same time. Oh no, yes. different times. No, they were there at the same time, but they all had really? different characters. Yes. Was that when Barry was doing like the Widowmaker? Yes. Oh. Now wow. fast forward to modern times. Mm -hmm. Tony had that. Tony had Arn Tully. He had the Undisputed Air, which is Triple H's oh. version. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. I'm slow. I'm a I'm a slow guy. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I'm I'll differ. 
I'm just making the parallels. I'm just, you know. No, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But, um, yeah. Just is. Will we see a cross promotion? I know the answer to this, but we're going to ask you. That was, will a Forbidden Door 3 or 4 or 5 where – because I think Triple H is a bit of a gambler. He would say, hey, Tony, you want to do something together? Let's let's, uh, let's, let's dance. Do you think that will ever happen? I never say never in pro wrestling for sure. Because they have worked together. They had – I remember they had – they let Chris Jericho do – um. Chris Jericho did. Look, there Hi. He's hey, he's back. Yeah. I can hear Chris. now. Sorry. Oh, Continue. Sorry. All right. The, yeah. Chris, Jericho, Chris Jericho did Steve Austin's show. Yeah. So there was some working agreements and then some things went, went south. I mean, never yeah. say never in pro wrestling. And, like, I, you know, it was one of the uh, funnier things that we – that came out of uh, something last week was um, – you know, it's apples and oranges, but they're both fruit. And it's kind of the same thing. And we talked about it. Like, you know, when I was a kid growing up. I watched all of pro wrestling. I did. It wasn't like, you know, I may have had my favorites, but there was not a company I didn't watch. So that being said, um, yeah, I mean, I still think pro wrestling is at its best when it's, you know, when it's like uh, Ben and Jerry's and it has 85 flavors. Maybe not 85, because then that leads to the marathon, you know, five-hour pay-per-view. <laughs> but, you know, still, you get you get my drift. Yeah. I like ice cream. I, I like ice cream, too. I love ice cream. Yeah, yeah. who doesn't? Hell yeah. If, you're not, if you don't like ice cream, we can't. I got a problem with you. I got a problem with you. You don't like ice cream. Yeah. 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 So, Des, how's it going? I like ice cream more than I like hair. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Only on the top of your head, though. Yeah, right. If I had ice cream up there, I would have never got rid of it. <laughs> and you're a Hulkamaniac. Uh-huh. What the fuck? I'm so glad I couldn't hear before. <laughs> so I you that's what? a conclusion so many people come to when they listen to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I wish I didn't do I that. I wish I was deaf. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you want to hear how I fixed that? No. Okay, okay. good. <laughs> Fine. Keep it to I went, yourself. I, I literally went through every setting I could possibly think of. And I don't care that you said no, by the way. Um, <laughs> we just had a talk with my 10-year-old about this. <laughs> and then Please. all I did was I hit the Siri button on the top of my uh-huh. MacBook and hit it again, and I could hear Bobby. There you go. There you go. So I was on the chat with the StreamYard people. Yep. She went through a, like 17 different things. I was like, yeah, no, it's not working. Nope, not working. Not working. She's like, we troubleshot everything. So have a good day. Well, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. If you want to get in touch with Bobby Fish, go to Siri. Yeah, apparently that just Siri. turns the she's, that turns the sound on. She's like my secretary or something. <laughs> so I missed all of it. Yeah. Frank, what are you eating there? Peanuts. Mm-hmm. How's our friend Filthy doing? He's uh, what do you? I don't know. What do you think, Frank? You want to take this one, or you got a mouthful of penis? I mean, peanuts. Nuts. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> Nuts. 
We asked a poignant question. Who's going to be better in five years, MGF or L.A. Knight? He went Frank's MJF. new boyfriend. He went with <laughs> – wait, who did he go with, MJF? He yeah. went with Frank's new boyfriend. No, he didn't. He went with MJF. Did he give a reason as to why, or was it just – I mean, aside from, you know. Age. Um, well, the age. Age, yeah. But I went the opposite for the same reason. Age. Because I've been I'm the oldest man on the planet. You are. And but much like wine and yeah, I don't get in bourbon, you get better. Yeah, I get um I get better. I am better. I'm better today than I was yesterday, Dennis. Nice. You're balder than you were three days ago. <laughs> I am. <clears throat> I am. Nice. I'm just getting started, guys. I'm just getting started. People have no idea what's in store for them. I, I have think, no idea what's in store for them. Well, there's that. Um, I think you should shave your eyebrows and your beard. <laughs> yes. Just, just completely nothing. I think we were on to something with uh, the filthy one becoming the new age doink. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? I yeah. think there's something there. There's there's an angle, there's a gimmick there. There's something there. There's a Kurt Angle there, in your opinion? Yes. Was that your idea and that's why he went away? That was his idea. Oh. Really? Uh, filthy doink Waller. Okay. Yeah, I think this time, I, yeah, I think filthy doink. I think if he's filthy doink, Adam Cole does not duck him. That's a main event in any city. That's a Madison Square Garden main event right there. Wait, did you just say Adam Cole ducked him? Yeah, that that's that's what happened. He was sick. If anybody thinks he was sick, you're out of your mind. Oh, out of your mind. He wasn't sick. All right. He didn't want well, a piece of filthy. Dennis, you didn't hear anything. Right. Earlier, <laughs> we established this was firmly established as a hard, fast rule. It's kind of like left cannot be right. Right cannot be left. You can't duck a doink. Fair enough. Okay. I agree. So if Doink ducking is off the table. Pick your poison, Dennis. Oh, I have no intentions of ducking doink. I just like saying that at this point. I, I think it sounds great. I mean, I think doink ducking. New, I like really new game here. Duck, yeah. duck, doink. <laughs> I like the I, alliter- I like the alliteration of that. By the way, yeah. Let's pull back. Let's let's get serious for a little bit. Okay. Why? Let's let's get serious, let's, Frank. Let's, let's get serious. let's get fucking serious, Frank. All right. Jesus. Is Brock <laughs> Lesnar the modern day Undertaker? Meaning, he can oh, take boy. off. Oh, he can, boy. He can take off a year, take off six mm-hmm. months, mm-hmm. pop up at WrestleMania, and be either the headliner or the co-headliner, and it's instant box office. In that right. regard, I, go ahead, Dennis. 
You can field this one first. You're letting me go first on this one? Well, unless you want me to go first. I'm a pretty um, selfish guy. I mean, whatever you want to do. Well, usually the only one that can make me see my selfishness is my wife. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd, 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 I guess you what? could kind of say that. Okay, I will. I will uh, step up to the plate here. I'm going to step up and I'm going to say, Frank, um, that's that's a great observation. I think you are 100% spot on. I think Brock is that special um, performer in pro wrestling regards. But I think also he's just one of one from a um, entertainment c- celebrity standpoint in that he's he's not about the celebrity, but yet he is this highly recognizable, you know, person. And then he's just the athletic freak of all athletic freaks. And even as he gets older, um, you know, he remains an athletic freak, just an older athletic freak. So, uh, yeah, I would say 100%. And the perfect place for him would be professional wrestling and the cachet he has with the company and with Hunter and Vince and whoever, like... Yeah, I think it's uh, it's the perfect storm that creates. That's exactly who and what Brock can be if that's what he wants. Duly noted. Duly noted. Yes. I think he's got to get past the whole uh, wins and losses thing and let it ride. What do you mean? I think sometimes he comes across as uh, he doesn't want to lose. Like he kind of thinks it's real. Like I'm not gonna lose that guy. I'm not gonna lose this guy. I'm you know gonna do this, gonna do that. Um, I Maybe think the unwillingness I, sometimes to do business. Sure, um, but I think as a whole, the industry, and you can't put the cat back in the bag, but like. Enough is enough. Like, if you're going to enjoy the industry, just enjoy the damn industry and don't need to, like, I don't know. Enough of hearing, like, I get that people are smart to it now, but, like, if you're going to pay money to watch it, like, buy into stuff. You don't – all the inside baseball talk, I think it hurts the industry. I really do. I really think it does. And, it, you know, it, what are we doing if, if this industry – if everybody knows that it's bullshit, like what are we doing? Why are we getting paid? And why do you pay to see it? Like I just – I think it's – I don't know. I, don't I think know. people I, it's, it's hope that thought. it's people hope that one day it's going to be real. But nobody the, wants I, to see that. 
nobody wants to see it. Nobody will pay to see. Like I had a proposition recently about doing uh, a pro wrestling, you know, doing a, a like fighting, but under shoot pro wrestling rules. You have to adhere to the shoot pro wrestling rules, but it's an actual competition. And I'll be honest, I'm here for it. Like I'm down for that. Like I, I want to compete, but there's a reason why pro wrestling became what it's become, you know, and there was a time that it was legitimate and then it evolves and it, follows this progression and there's a reason why so we would be revisiting something that was revisited you know a hundred years ago and how this whole bowl ball got rolling in the direction that eventually led to what you see at wrestlemania now so do you think it'd be the drawback because you'd have guys like yourself legitimate tough guys I think we, we can say that you're, you're you can handle yourself or a guy with going up against a guy like MJF who may not be able to handle themselves. Does it cut? It would, it would uh, murk the waters a little bit. There's got, let's put it this. There's guys that can it fight. Would. There's guys that can't right. fight. But the right. people, the fan favorites, would you say probably can't handle themselves compared to yourself? I mean, it depends on the people. Like, I'm not the toughest guy walking the earth, but at the same time, you know, I know that there's a good portion of locker rooms that if it came down to it, I'll kick the shit out of, and I wholeheartedly believe that. But it shouldn't come to that, and I shouldn't need to. Um, Nor would I really want to. But if we're going to compete and we're going to do this, like, pro wrestling thing i there's just certain respect that should be paid to everybody from a just from a a peer and a working standpoint um and and like know your know your place as far as like the end of the day you didn't win any of these um you didn't really lose any of these And if it's a pro wrestling, a question of like pro wrestling candor or whatnot, like that's one thing. But if it comes down to like, you know, like a question of like manhood or like ethics or responsibility or something like that, like I don't handle those situations or those decisions as a professional wrestler. I handle it as the son of richard fish like so that's the person that you know takes the wheel and makes those decisions and that'll never change so you know when it comes to stuff like that but i don't know i don't know i don't don't know if there's room for that in in pro wrestling but that's also you know this antiquated model we're speaking of came in a time when the business was much more secretive and people didn't know how the donuts got made. And now that they know how the donuts got made, you know, we, we now have the, you can't unsee how the donuts get made. So here it is. And I don't know. I mean, 
it'll be interesting to see where the business is in 10 years because it's going to, it's going to obviously change some more. And I, and I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, truth be told, I probably all those years ago probably should have, you know, just fought and I, I don't know. Cause I love pro wrestling too. I just, you know, some of the, some of the people that are, because this business is what it is. Some of the people that end up being successful in this business, they're not my people. And I'm not the kind of guy that can keep his mouth shut and watch that. Like if I see something that doesn't agree with me, like I'm going to say it again, because Dick fish didn't raise someone who wouldn't. So yeah. Duly noted. Duly noted. Yes. Yes. That's your, that's your go-to phrase? Yes. Duly <laughs> noted. Yes. Yeah. Frank Dooley. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Dooley. <laughs> Frank Dooley. Frank Dolly. Pardon. Dolly. We used to have dollies for the uh, Taft furniture. That was my first job. Oh. You get a dolly and go get the couch and bring it out to the... Yeah, furniture dollies. Yeah. Yeah, my, me, Mike McFarland, um, Matt McElroy. Uh, huh. Yeah, we all worked at Taft. Taft Furniture. Ah, all right. Yeah. Well, I worked yeah. at Pizza Hut. Yep. You and uh, Ed Bishop, right? Yeah, and actually. Bobby, Earl, Earl, Bishop. Uh, Earl, Earl, Earl Bishop. Earl Bishop. Earl the Pearl. Earl Bishop, Earl, Doug Hutton. Is he alive? Earl? No, yeah. Earl's dead. Right? Oh, Earl Bishop is still alive, I believe. But wasn't he who? He, yes. He the no, one that, that was shot Bob, the pizza. We get, no, 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 no. It was Bobby Jenks, and I mean, we're um, going deep in the colony folklore here. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that was Bobby Jenks, and I don't remember the guy that actually shot Bobby and himself after they robbed oh. Pizza Hut. But Earl, Earl got out of that. He was because he was driving. Then he got yeah. pulled. He was taken out of the car by the cop. Ah, right. And. uh Fun fact: I was supposed to work that night, and yeah. actually didn't. They they asked me to, cl- or no, I did work. They asked me to close. I couldn't because of my age, yeah. and I was sent home. And the next day, Steve Bach called the house and asked if I was okay because he knew about the robbery, and I I had yeah. no idea. Well, I'll tell you what, pepperoni's not worth it. And it wasn't busy that night, so they didn't really. It was like six hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm. Anywho, that's it. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I think it's time to wrap this up because we <laughs> just take it all. We just um, separated our audience down to about twelve people. <laughs> that's all right. So yeah. Hey, whatever. Listen. All right. Hey, listen. If you stuck with this podcast, the shirt this far, says it all. The shirt says it all. Good night, Bobby.